Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. Hello, how's it going? Great, you? I am doing my least most best. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so I'm going to ask you the first four questions. So we asked all of our guests a series of questions. So we will start with the first one, which is what is your favorite standalone? Uh, I feel like my favorite standalone is So This Is Ever After by F.T. Lukens. I've never heard of that. <laughs> it's so good. It's like cozy queer fantasy. Ooh, we love that. <laughs> I do love it. I'm just like, oh my gosh. But like they also wrote Spellbound. Who heard of that one? I think I've heard of that one. I feel like we've seen the cover of it, but just yes. so good. And so this is our after feels. It's similar to this where it's high stakes, but it feels very cozy. Yeah, we love that. Our time. I feel like you would really like it. Everyone seems to like it. It's a I great to look this one up. This one sounds nice. I, I could like smash a good standalone. So I, I need I need that. That's I know like that'd be really nice right now. There's not a lot of standalones out there. Yeah, I just finished one, but she was talking about how she wants to make it a series. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I'm invested now, but sure. <laughs> I wanted just to stand alone, but all right, I will. Read I think seven. it's easy to find like a romance standalone, but it's kind of hard to find that like cozy fantasy or like a, a like historical fiction or something like that. I think thrillers are probably another easy standalone. Oh, yeah. And yeah. when they become series is when they become like police and crime ones. And I'm not into it as much. And you're like, oh, 17 of ye? I don't have time for that. <laughs> I actually don't care anymore. You could have just died in book two. That would have been fine. <laughs> that would have been great. That was super awesome. Okay, so the next question is, the next question is, what is your favorite series? Speaking of. I like the Skullamance ones a lot. Like Deadly Education. Okay. And stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm just a dark academia person. Right. <laughs> I'm just an academia person. It's so good. We're like, this school is trying to basically kill the students. I have not read that one yet, but the covers look so cool and I want to. It's so, oh my gosh, it's so good. I need to add that to the list. Let's just keep growing our TBRs. Forever and ever until the end of time. (laughs) We'll never get through them. It's fine. Absolutely not. Okay. So who is your ultimate book boyfriend? (laughs) Maybe another book. (laughs) but I've actually never read a book, by the way. (laughs) You read more than I have. It's Gray from Coven of Ruin. Mm. And I'm just obsessed with Coven of Ruin in general, but he's one of the side characters. He's walking around with this toothpick hanging out and he says like snide remarks to all the guys, but he's like a feminist and he's a Greek god and we love him. That sounds very nice. We could smash. Smash or bash, just smash. Smash. (laughs) That'll do. Wait till you see the character art. The character art was like, daddy <laughs> daddy <laughs> okay i love that um and then who's your ultimate book girlfriend is me joan from only a monster by vanessa lynn okay i've heard of that one it's so good i feel like she's just very like she's such a strong female who does whatever it takes to like do like for her family really just like her loved ones and mm-hmm. She's so, so amazing. You just love like a badass female main character. I do. Iris was cares about her family. my top picks too. Or I was just like, 
Iris is so cool. Like she would lay it down for me if she needed to. That's <laughs> right. She'd give me the shirt off of her back. That's right, girl. Sacrifice. <laughs> we love to see that. Honestly, we love to see that. That's that's a very good main character. I love I love all of those. Oh, those are great I, choices. I need to I need to read these now. I feel a little shame. I'm just gonna text you all of them. <laughs> like, please do. <laughs> I'm like trying to think of like what is my. I know my favorite standalone. What? The Invisible Life of Addie Larue. Oh, I need to read that, dude. I haven't even read that one. Oh my god, are you kidding me? I've like, I literally have like nine copies. Like, so I'll read them. If they've made it, like all my thoughts all the time. If they've made it, I have it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, if she has one, if she has a million fans, I'm one of them. If she has one fan, it's me. If she has no fans, I'm dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. I will die for Victoria. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that one. My favorite series is Red Rising, which like sometimes I have to like think twice about it, but we're so shocked that originally it is. <laughs> what i've never heard that <laughs> me uh oh, i used to be like oh well i don't know it's the uh infernal devices and then i was like oh my god who am i kidding <laughs> like it's red rising, red rising. where your book girlfriend got boyfriend um mine is jamie fraser from outlander is my ultimate book boyfriend uh, first of all because i think sam Hygen is just, just so attractive <laughs> and he does a really good job of like playing jamie like i think in the movies or in the show he is so similar to like jamie in the book and i think he does such a good job and i love his like boyish kind of charm but at the same time is like very willing to like kill anyone for you with no questions yes. asked so 100 percent. we love a good smashing boy <laughs> like <laughs> i just love a man who will chop another man's head off without asking questions i would love accents yes and that's it too we love an accent and then my <laughs> ultimate book girlfriend is probably bryce quinlan from crescent city the first mm-hmm. one <laughs> not house of sky and breath house of earth and blood specifically like I would break up with her in book number two. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we love like thick thighs. That's right. And I just, I love her character, like in the first one and how I love her line of like, what's so wrong with a party girl and all of that kind of stuff. And I think when I read it the first time I was like kind of going through that time in my life. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I love the way that she's like set up as a character. She's so cool. She's so badass, And like, yeah, I definitely break up with her in the second one, but the first one, she's pretty cool. <laughs> she's amazing, then. Like, big, big fan, but in the second one, ooh. Like, we hate it. But. Five stars, but I do have some notes. <laughs> so, and then you went down to three stars for me suddenly. It was very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really sure what you're up to. So there's a there's a communication barrier here, and I think we need to, like, work through that separately in therapy. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> This book was emotional and I am still not recovered. <laughs> Everyone's actually going to therapy now. Yeah, honestly, I, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> I was going to write like this big, long, eloquent, you know, like review of how this book made me feel. And I was like, I have no words and and they're all gone. And I liked it and it was good. Yeah, <laughs> it was <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> was, I had a nice time. I cried. I laughed. I want to go home. <laughs> I'd like to die now. <laughs> yeah. Fair. What about you? I feel like it would just be putting different emojis, like heart, like gooey eyes, heartbreak, <laughs> then just those on loop for a while. Yeah. Melty face emoji, like mm-hmm. upside down face. Yeah. <laughs> Shock emoji. <laughs> all the things like I am unwell and that's all I have to say about it. I'm happy, but I'm not. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. straight up having a, a time I'm not sure what kind but it's a time <laughs> okay so did you read this when it first initially like came out or did you kind of wait until you like saw everyone else reading it jumping on the train 
I read it after I saw one of my mutuals on TikTok post about it. Okay. And I feel like I just trust anything that she says. We love that. And so immediately downloaded it from Libby as soon as it came in and binged it in a day. <laughs> so. That's bold. That's very bold. Okay. <laughs> okay. I also binged it in like a day. So I don't know why I'm making this face, but you know. <laughs> You're like judging you, but same. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm able to, gonna be able to get this read because I read this one the same week as Lightbringer, and I was like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to get this read because I'm gonna be like going through this turmoil. And then I was like, I actually need to pick this up because my soul is on fire. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wow, this is just my new personality now. So, oops. And <laughs> <laughs> turns out I'm just a Rebecca Ross girly now. Turns out I just devoured this in literally one day. I was like, we have to stop everything we're doing so I can finish my book. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was really good. I I liked it a lot. So good. I found myself blushing a lot reading it. I was just like, "Mm -hmm." it was very like wholesome as well. Like, I think that's a really good way to describe it. It's just like everything that was happening. You were like, I love this. I I hope. (laughs) So did you, do you like, like, I don't go into books usually reading the description. And from what I'd seen on like TikTok and Instagram and all that kind of stuff, I thought this was a book about people who worked in the library. Fair. Very fair academia rivals and I was like oh so they must like go to college together and like work in a library and then I got there and I was like they are journalists and I am very confused I'm very I feel like I had no idea what they could possibly have been going with either because I yeah academia and then I saw them holding papers on the the UK cover I don't know what that is this is what made me think they worked in a library I was like oh maybe they like bind books or like organize things and it's the 1800s and they're like working in like a library at their university. That was my thought. Fair. I was wrong. So close. But very, very close. Same thing, <laughs> but different. So I did like that. And I like that it was, it wasn't something I, I think I was expecting, but I, I think the marketing on this was a little bit weird in the way mm-hmm. that people were like describing it. But I think that did kind of bring in like a bigger audience. And this was, I think, was it a fairy loot or an owl crate or both? There was there one was of those. Multiple yeah. special editions of this. And I think that's really like mm-hmm. what gained the popularity. Did you ever read any of, have you read any of her other books before? No, but I need to now for sure. Have you? I have read A Fire Endless, but I have not read The River, or no, sorry. I read A, an, um, a River Enchanted, but I haven't read A Fire Endless yet. That's fair. That yeah. That one was really good as well. Like, I think the writing style is pretty similar and that it's like very romantic, but there's not a lot of like, like smut necessarily. I don't know if it's like smut, but there's not a lot of like, moments of romance but it's very romantic in its setting mm-hmm. where it makes your heart flutter but not other things yeah yes <laughs> that's a very good way to describe that <laughs> I got it entirely <laughs> you know what I mean you know it's like it's so lyrical and fun but like they haven't even touched yet like, ooh, <laughs> like awesome. my yeah. toes are curling but in a d- different way I don't know yeah yeah it's spicy they touched hands you know it's it's a very like ballad of never after once upon a broken heart like that yes. series it gives the same vibe I definitely would say that for people who liked this, they would love that series too. Yeah. The Stephanie Garber one. Absolutely. Okay. I agree. 100%. Yes. So um, who was your favorite character? Let's start with that. Uh, I feel like Iris was my favorite. I want someone to talk to me the Roy Roman talks to Iris, but mm-hmm. Iris is my favorite. I like that. What about you? Um, I think mine is probably I, like I'm literally blanking her name as I think about it. The chick that owned the Airbnb, what was it, Margie? Oh, Marisol. Marisol, there you go. Oh, Who am I? I know. Yeah. I really like Marisol because I feel like she is one of those characters that like kind of comes in and gets to be the like not leader of the found family, but she just becomes that like overarching presence. And then yeah. it's like 
I liked her sort of secret that she had. And I think that that was a really fun and like sort of involved way, like to get her, you know, to like bring her into the story or what have you. But I like that, you know, she's kind of mysterious and you're like, not really sure if she's a good guy or a bad guy or like what her deal is, but then she mm-hmm. becomes kind of like the mom. And it's like, Oh, I love that. Like I'm all about this right now. I love her. Yeah. She was my fave. I did. I definitely really liked these main characters. And I also like that we didn't get a lot of side characters in here that were Two complicated, one and two that we just didn't really get that many. I think that really helped the story along. I agree. I liked Marisol too. I feel like she was just a very caring yeah. person. Even trying to like plant a garden for her wife. Yeah. I was like, okay, me too. <laughs> Marisol, okay. We're in the middle of a war. Like, get it together. <laughs> She's like, we need the carrots. <laughs> Literally. Okay, so you have you you said you read this once or twice? Twice now. You read it twice now in preparation for this episode, correct? Yes. Yes. So it's like fresh on the brain. We got it. We're ready. Got it. We're ready to go. Okay. So we'll kind of go in order. And like, if we go out of order, that's totally fine. This always happens. But let's start with like the prologue. Did you ever have like a sinking feeling with the prologue? Did you suspect anything there? Did you have any spoilers like going into this story at all? No. Okay. I wish I would have from the prologue because I feel like there's so many things I could have taken from there, but I did not. Yeah. At all. I definitely thought her brother was going to die. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. why, but in my head, I was like, oh, well, dead brother. Like, there we go. That's that's what, like, is the catalyst for the story, especially since it was the prologue. Mm-hmm. And I almost wish he died instead because the grief for her mom was horrific. Horrifying. Yeah. It was very upset. I was like, so my friend had read it and she was like, oh, there's a, there's like a big mention of grief, you know, they kind of have this very long conversation about it. And so I was anticipating someone dying and I really thought it was her brother in the way that it was set up. So I was like yeah. waiting for that. And then I was like, oh no, this is not good. This is not good at all. <laughs> this is gonna hurt. Yeah. So that was super fun. And then we kind of get to the beginning where we have these two rivals. Were your thoughts on what are your thoughts on like Roman and her and their dynamic at the very beginning? Like, did you think this was going to be an enemies to lovers situation? Were you like, Ooh, I like this. How is this going to like transform into something else? Like what were your vibes or like, you I hate feel like we all knew that it was going to be enemies to lovers going in there. And I feel like rereading it, it was definitely a, he fell first situation. You could see that panning out before she even like before all of it kind of even started. Yeah. Just, like him caring about her shoe heel being broken like his smirk fell (laughs) and he's like you're late are you okay what's going on with your life and like checking in with her and like telling their boss I'm like oh my god he cares about you what a nice guy right and I was just like like he's just pushing you away because he has to but until he cares about you (laughs) Yeah, I did really, I kind of hated him from the very beginning as like a concept of him being like the rich kid with this sort of ideology of like, you know, he deserves a position and all that kind of stuff. And so I I felt like I knew that was going to come up with him yes. saying like, oh, she's, who is she? She didn't even like finish high school or whatever school it was in this yeah. very strange dystopian universe. And I was like, um, of course he's got to be this guy. But like you said, I think you could tell from the very beginning that he really did care about her. And like, he was just sort of like putting up like a farce almost. And I really liked that his character got to speak through the typewriters. And I think that was a really weird and fun way to like make this story magical, you know? Right. I agree. It was so sweet of them. And like kind of almost them treating it as like therapy with each other in a way. Yeah. 
We love a mentally ill team. <laughs> we live for it. We strive for it. That's right. Uh, okay. So when the typewriter, I know this is kind of skipping a little bit ahead as far as like all the stuff that's going on with the world building, but with the typewriters, were you surprised when the first letter came through? Did you know who it was instantly? Like, what were your thoughts on that? No, but I feel like I should have known who it was instantly. <laughs> I'm just you're like who's this mystery character (laughs) this is so weird maybe it's Zeb like her boss yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's a god I don't know like that is just over there to you yeah (laughs) just like Gaia's like hey no I had no I don't even know why I didn't think Roman did you think him I did I really did because I was like I think at that point we hadn't introduced enough people and it was like a Scooby-Doo moment to me. I was like, it's got to be the first person we've met. So it's clearly got to be him. I didn't know how it was going to come together, but I definitely suspected that it was him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, th- I still think the shock came like really well. Like you were like, oh, it's him. And he's kept all her letters and he cares so much about her and all that. But yeah, I I was I was ready to figure out how it, it, it like connected. So with the typewriters, you know how there's three of them yeah. and one's the museum. Do you think that one's getting letters? <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking that too. And I was like, who, I really want to know like who this third person is. And I wonder if we're going to get any information about her. Like, I know they said vaguely like who she was, but it's like, mm-hmm. who was she? And how did the three of them all become friends? Cause clearly like two of them were like high class women. And then the other one was like lower class, like her grandma. But it's like, how did the three of you become friends? And like, where did her storyline go? But that would actually be so funny if the letters I didn't were just. I think about that. I was like, this third one is just like vibing off in the museum now. Like, yeah. what <laughs> tourists going through? And like, okay, <laughs> that terrible. is tawdry and none of my business. <laughs> Book two, better explain. <laughs> yeah, I, I also feel a lot of grief. Thank you for asking. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I actually didn't really. I I did wonder that, like, what was going on with that one and how that worked, but I didn't think about it getting letters. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> You're like someone really knows their business <laughs> yeah this is very public so okay so like you know we go through the whole thing did you what did you think about the world building and like the idea of these gods and that kind of setup like were you confused by that at all did you like that what were your thoughts on that I feel like I liked it I couldn't tell it was I guess how do I say it? it was interesting because it felt modern day but historical yeah Greek gaudy and she did a very good job of intertwining like five different concepts in there. Absolutely. And having like enchanted stores and all this oddball stuff going on where I was like, feels very wizardy, great God. I don't know. Yeah. It's what. giving it's giving a lot, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> like definitely. Do you like it or do you feel like it was too much at times? I think like in my head and just what I've read from her, I just assume that everything she writes is that sort of like Scottish Irish mythology, like that realm or what have you. Like that's always kind of the setting I think I have in my head is like the British Isles. So for me, I was like, okay, I can see the city itself as being like 1800s, like London or Edinburgh or something like that. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I could definitely see that happening. And then I liked the idea of these like giants coming through. And I liked the way that she told the story. I was like very confused at the beginning though. Cause I was like, what, war is this and why are the shops telling me i'm poor publicly that feels like shame and i don't like it it's really weird it feels like i mean financially very responsible i appreciate that you're telling me i can't afford organic bananas but i do not need everyone to know (laughs) maybe we could have private shopping that'd be fine yeah well and i did i thought it was weird i guess from the beginning where you're kind of getting these people who are like oh my kids like off to war fighting or what have you and it's like i i still almost 
even though we got the mythology of it, like wonder who is in the right and who's in the wrong as far as these gods go mm -hmm. and like which person they should be fighting for. Because, you know, at the very beginning, we kind of get this idea that like her brother is fighting for, how do you say her name? Gaia? Oh, Enva. Enva. Why did yes. I think it was with the chi? I don't know. What's <laughs> the guy's name? Deka. With what? It's like Deka. Well, that's how the audiobook person says okay. it. It looks like not that. Perfect. It doesn't look like it would be pronounced that way. Whomever those two are. So when she's fighting for the, the girl who plays at the harp or what have you, you're yes. like, oh, so she must be the good one. But then they're like, oh, all of like string instruments are outlawed. So people can't be enlisting. And then he makes a comment when he's at dinner with his dad that like they seem like they're sympathizers for the god of healing, like the underworld god. And you're like, is this a Hades and Persephone situation? Like, what Ooh. is happening? That's what it felt like to me, at least. Wow. Okay. I love that. Yeah. I was like, ooh, a nor like a like an Irish retelling of Hades and Persephone. Okay. We love retellings out here. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. Like as they when we finally got to like the big storyline that was talking about her like coming back to Earth or what have you. I was yes. like, this feels very like six seeds for six months coming back. And she was like, I made them sleep for six days or whatever. So it's like, I kind of liked that. I don't know what that, if that's where she went, but I went there because that's all we ever talk about as like a community. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like part of me is like, what if that was a lie? Cause it was like a handwritten note from his yeah. grandpa. And then I was like, it's, it's probably not, but I'm just suspicious of everything. So. Totally valid. Well, and that's the thing too, is like everyone in this, as far as like the world building goes, is kind of an unreliable narrator. Like we haven't heard the true story. Nobody knows really. And it's all based on like opinions and of these people who are not even like involved in the war. Obviously you feel strongly about the opposing side when they're coming and like dropping bombs on you, but yeah. it's like, are they wrong? You don't know. We don't know anything about this. Yeah. So I'm very, I'm very interested to know where it goes from here. And I liked that we, you know, the world building was kind of like unreliable. Yes. And I think it was, yeah, really good vibes, but very, very hard to grasp. I think at the beginning. Very confusing. But yeah. And that those like wyverns running around too. I'm like, now we have some dragons. Yeah. And they were like, there's some like hellhounds just like running amok. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on here? Are you guys okay? Of everything. Yeah, just doing our best. <laughs> just a little, yeah, like you said, mythology, a little like, uh, like urban fantasy, historical fiction. Like, I don't know. It's like a fantasy charcuterie board. You just got it all. That's right. That's right. Magical typewriters, enchanted stores, wyverns, <laughs> gods and goddesses, magical powers. No, and I like that. I think for me, like I did have a little bit of a hard time kind of keeping my head in the fact that there was like magic in the world. Like I, like we said, I think it felt really lyrical and, and fantastical, but I had a hard time kind of keeping the idea that there was like a magical typewriter and like you said, enchanted stores and these like wyverns and all of that when she's like riding on a train and is wearing yeah. a jumpsuit like I don't know so I had kind of a hard time like keeping those straight and I was like you're running on a typewriter like what kind of world is this so and she talks a lot about like electricity being out but then it's like I don't know just felt very weird they are all like primarily using candlelight anyways and so yeah like, I was like what year is it I never use candles for light yeah <laughs> couldn't be me so yeah, I thought that was very strange. Uh, were you like shocked by the part where he gets the main columnist at all? Was that like surprising to you? No, I feel like we could have seen that coming after like his interaction with his dad. Yeah. She was like, oh, you're just going to pay your way to the front. And he was like, no, I, damn it. <laughs> no, I would not. Okay. Well, whoops. Womp, womp, womp. Okay. Yeah. I like that that kind of spurred it. And I feel like if you're not paying attention, like you and I both read the audiobook, and you, if you're not like checking, 
this is very early on for some big like action happen. And I think that was really well done. And it made the story like, I don't know, a little more like engaging, I think, and like gripping that you were like, yeah. oh, we're 20% in and she's going through like a huge life change. A hundred percent. She, I liked that she did so many different, like almost storylines in there yeah. for the readers to attach to throughout it. Definitely. I agree. Nice. You're like, oh, this is nice. So yeah. let's talk a little about Roman and his parents and that whole dynamic there. What were your thoughts on, um, let's talk about the engagement first and then we can kind of go into his trauma. So I thought as soon as that girl showed up, I was like, okay, so he's obviously like getting betrothed to this chick, mm-hmm. but I didn't really guess what her dad or the, like their company was doing until it actually was happening. Yeah. Same. I thought it was just some, like maybe marrying for like a higher status kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just a typical. <laughs> yeah. But like, what does his dad get from it? Because he well he owns the railroad tracks so they're like shipping the things out but i'm like do, who do you who does his dad support then truly or is it like he's just one of those people that's like profiting off of war like do you not think anything that you're doing is bad i'm confused by like his character like i i can't wait to see what happens next with him mm-hmm, where he's just trying to like climb that ladder over yeah. here he's definitely giving i have bad vibes yeah and i feel like his mom's not even involved yeah and that was really sad like I, I hate the weeping widow like situation, even though she's not like a widow, but I hate that like mourning parent vibe where it's like, they're like, they forget about their other child because like one of them died. And then it's like all of their faults and that like living child has to carry the burden. I think that is like a really, I don't know. It's like a very triggering character. You know what I mean? Like everybody is like sad about it collectively. So let's not like tack on some like parental trauma. Yes. And how his yeah. dad like kept throwing like, you're my only child. And like at him, He's like, yeah, well, I was your only son before, so you need to lay off. Like, what were you going to do? Marry off your seven-year-old daughter? Like, calm down. <laughs> like, let's sit down for five seconds, dad. Right. Stop accusing me of things. I'm trying my best. <laughs> Doing everything right. Yeah, it was terrible. So I thought that was wild. And I definitely, like, when he brought up the the canister that he thought was like a bomb or what have you, I was like, oh, yeah, it's totally a bomb. And I definitely forgot about it until the very, very end. Did you remember it? No, not yeah. at all. With that where I'm just like... Oh, and I don't know why she wouldn't talk to him about it either. That was so weird to me. Yeah, I agree. Their relationship like, was Eleanor? very strange. Mm. She she seemed odd. Super weird. I hope I almost hope we get more of her in the next one because I was like, I wanted to know more about like who this person is that she's in love with. What is her storyline? Like where how did she get involved with like helping her dad make like chemical weapons? Like what what was right. her like choice in all of this? You know what I mean? And she's so young that she's like 19 developing bombs. You're like, are you okay? Like, but she's a woman too. So like in this society, it seems like at least that she would have like, well, maybe not. I don't know. It seems more that she wouldn't have been doing that. Like that wasn't a typical thing for mm-hmm. her to do. She would have been, you know, just like working in a store or like doing, you know, what Iris is doing, being a journalist and that kind of thing, like more gender identified roles, I guess. Yeah, so I find that, like very strange. I'm like, how does this work in this society? Like, are you are all the women like typically just married off? Is this like you can do whatever you want, and that's how you got there? Like, I don't know. I'm I'm very interested to know where her storyline goes if we get more of her at any Especially point. We yeah, we didn't get a lot of like jobs for across the board. We don't yeah. know what Iris's mom did or Roman's mom. Yeah, she was a waitress. Her mom was a waitress, but that was it. Oh, that was it. Oh, I was like someone's mom. Addie's mom was an astrology professor. Yeah, which I'm like, I don't okay. <laughs> so they have astrology in this world. 
cool, cool, cool. Everyone's doing great. College <laughs> is awesome. This is maybe astronomy, maybe not astrology. Maybe both. Yes. Well, and I thought it was kind of strange. Like, you know, we talked about Roman, you know, and his dad and their whole weird dynamic, but it's like, he wanted to go to college for literature. And it's like, why was that so demeaning compared to being like a part of the paper, you know? Yeah. Where it seemed like that would have actually helped his career in that maybe in a way. Yeah. Or like, what, I don't think it made a difference. Like what difference yeah. did it make? I don't know. So very interested to see if we get more of them in the next one. And I almost wanted more of them in this one but at the same time like I really don't care about having like a villain I'm like bye that's weird that his parents didn't want him to go to school but like Iris's brother really wanted her to stay in school right I don't know <laughs> what does all this mean Rebecca's actually like it means nothing yeah <laughs> we're just like overanalyzing it's like that's what we're here for but did you have a bad feeling when her mom didn't come home was that ever a thing I know we're kind of like skipping a little bit but I feel like that's the next big thing <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm like the least critical first time reader. No, <laughs> not like, even a little bit. Mom will be home tomorrow. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Did when did you kind of figure it out? When she went to the police station and okay. they said yes. <laughs> as soon as she, the girl said that there was a death, I was like, my jaw like dropped. I was like, oh, no, like that's what they're gonna do. Like, yeah I've, I've been reading so many thrillers where i was like it was someone else in the purple jacket yeah <laughs> stop trying to outsmart the book right now be like oh that's not who died it's so, that's absolutely <laughs> so true someone could never be <laughs> yeah. there's only six characters total so they're like <laughs> they're gonna kill them off if they're gonna die but yeah that's very valid <laughs> and the thriller would be like that's not the right person it was someone irrelevant and you're like oh. It was just someone that borrowed her coat from the bar. Mm-hmm. Like, no. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it wasn't that. No, no. But in my head, it was. Totally fair. I think the scene right before then where she gets to like, where she talks to her mom and she's like, we had like a full meal. And she's that part. Honestly, Rebecca, what are you trying to do to us? Because I was like ready to weep. Mm-hmm. That like the collection of that of her like finally having a conversation with her mom and talking to her about it and she's like i would know if my brother's dead and then the next day she's like not there and she's like okay well i'm just gonna go to bed anyway and like think a little harder about her not being here but not gonna do anything about it which i think is totally valid this whole yeah. land sounds very sketchy i wouldn't be wandering around at night no not at all seems like a lot of rain <laughs> as well so it's terrible <laughs> seems terrible i feel like how she addressed the like grief with it was so good too like the great guilt yeah but and her typing like I have nothing I have nothing I have nothing that was it was not good I I was like really I I think that part where she goes back and kind of types the letter like to herself and then doesn't send it and then she sends like a different one I think it is and he Mm -hmm. tells her the story about his sister and he's like guilt is something you like carry I was like I mean I was like weeping yeah because it was so sad and I think it was so well done and like you know you have these conversations with people I think in your lifetime and you know you're she's getting to know this person that she doesn't really know and she thinks it's very like freeing and I I think we sort of feel that too with like online relationships and people we don't necessarily see all the time and and like when you do read a letter and all that so I really like the way she kind of portrayed that and put that through like I'm just gonna do it because I'm not talking to someone face to face like I'm just gonna put all these words out there and he did the same thing and was like finally Mm -hmm. able to like work through that together and it's like we love trauma bonding. We love <laughs> trauma bonding is one of our favorite tropes. Is it a trope? We don't know. <laughs> <But it should be. laughs> 
if you're a millennial, it's a trope. <laughs> like we know it well. And but yeah, and it, and that story is really sad. And like I, I feel so bad for him. And I almost feel like it was anticlimactic a bit with his storyline. Like you obviously know that someone in his life died. And I think at that point we had figured out it was a sibling. Yeah. And it's like she just drowned, and that was that. And it's like that is horrible. And it's one of those things like, what could you have done about it? But he feels this like immense guilt. And he's kind of trying to work through that. And she's like, oh, I thought we were just like straight up having a good time. And it turns out like you're really going through it. And then yeah. he was you know, like so there for her. And I, I really liked that dynamic. Me too. And I like that he was very much like a right if you need to, if you yeah. don't need to, like whatever is going to be best for you right now. It was beautiful. I love them. And then standing up for her at the actual place too. And I was like, yeah and he's like she hasn't been her best and and like when she wrote the obituary for her mom i was like that is that was a real punch to the gut oh i know i felt like i had chills and i'm like standing there half crying just walking on my treadmill work yeah you're like everything is fine i'm fine just composing emails like oh she, she called him purple violet that's so good <laughs> she also loves flowers yeah it's fine <laughs> my boss is like none of this makes sense you just <laughs> you're like just roll with it i'm emotional okay okay everything's fine <laughs> I'm, my heart is in tatters but like you're gonna be okay sincerely me <laughs> <laughs> like it's actually worse and I, I i don't know i just thought that part was so well done it was so beautiful and then it's literally we're 20 percent into the book and you're like okay so something big is gonna happen mm-hmm. and her leaving did you anticipate that was what she was gonna do like run away at that point i feel like and we be, like the war correspondent that's probably honestly about the only thing I did anticipate. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. When she mentioned like, oh, that makes double what I do mm-hmm. in a time. And the second that her mom died, I was like, there's nothing tethering her here yep. at all. Like the only thing she has is Forrest. Yeah. And her, well, did she know that her little one true love is right there? Right over there with his the sore eye. Cubicle over. One <laughs> cubicle. Yeah. I, I think I really, uh, Yeah. I think that was also something I predicted as well. I loved the idea of her going into this other newspaper who's like their competitor and it's like so chaotic. And she's like, I just love the energy in here. And everyone is like doing the right thing because they should be and not because it's really glamorous. And I think that's a really fun kind of like dynamic too. And when you get that and it's like, it's like a nostalgic feeling almost where it's like the guys with all the money who are like doing really well. And then there's like the little guys who are like doing the right thing. And you're like, oh, this is so good. Like we love this. Yeah, we love this. Mm -hmm. Um, when she got on the train and she's like on her way to wherever they're sending her to the front lines, did you think it was going to be Roman in the cart when she said she saw another war correspondent or did you, were you like surprised by that at all? That? No, I just thought I'd, I'd, I'd I'm the worst of this. I was just like, oh, that's fun. Like she's going to make a new friend today. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be him. Like he dipped out before her and like tried to get ahead of her or what have you. So I was like mm-hmm. anticipating it being him. And then it, when it was someone else, I was like, oh, I really like this. I'm excited to see where this goes. Where she introduces a brand new character. Yeah. Right and it was very well done. Yeah. Where she didn't like share too much about that character, but you're getting enough about her at the same time to get attached a little bit. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. Good job with it. Yeah, it was a good setup. And then there's like the the fear factor. They're like, there's dragons flying overhead, and we're just gonna sit here and hang out for a little while and <laughs> like coming in the dead of night. <laughs> it's okay. Just don't say anything. 
They're like, just by the way, so super nice to have you here. Like, so, so, so glad you're here. Um, If you hear a siren, stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> if you hear what? another siren, stop, drop, and get in a bunker. If you hear the other one, just run. <laughs> Ooh, like, I just love that dynamic and the way that she set that up and was like very casual about all of it. And they were like, Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Let's uh let's go pick out our bunk beds upstairs. That <laughs> sounds super dangerous. <laughs> After we just learned everything else about how we need to hide everywhere all the time. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that sounds nice. I'll, I'll just like, go up there. No problem. Absolutely no pressure. Don't have any lights on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like come into my room and we're gonna put a giant wardrobe in front of the door. Like it's no, it's no stress though. No stress. And then <laughs> night I'll... one, stress. <laughs> I know. I'll bring you stew though. Don't worry. It's okay. You don't have to do the dishes. You're a guest today. I was like, okay, well, Marisol's really setting the boundaries, just letting people know how they work. I thought it was funny though, too, like that she has this B&B and there's nobody else in it. And I'm like, (laughs) just them. How's your business doing? How's how's it doing? Like come through and eat soup randomly. Like yeah, is so that it? Like, how do you stay in business, friend? I'm just, I'm literally just asking. I'm a little concerned for you. How do I make my house this? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to live on a ley line and, you know, just like make bread and soup and help the, the <laughs> hospitalized. I don't know. <laughs> just help the nice soldiers coming through whenever. That's right. That's right. I really enjoyed when they went and helped the soldiers out that instead of her asking like all the interview questions, she just started like typing them letters and that mm-hmm. she sent it to Roman like I thought that was so cool and like it was so fun and I was like oh, I just love them so much for him to drop the ball yeah he he was like, sorry I can't send these that's your responsibility <laughs> and then it was like never brought up again he's like don't worry about it. I'll pay for the postage so I never sent them <laughs> literally he left the next day there's no way those got in the mail <laughs> she's like Roman why like, what are you doing here he's just like chim chim chimmery down like down the fucking road I was like you're so stupid and I hate your guts when you were packing to leave you couldn't have just brought them with <laughs> literally he was like sorry my bad <laughs> I was like okay well um you do you yeah uh oh I, we forgot to mention the part where they like ate sandwiches together and then he told his dad that he couldn't pay for her sandwich because of society and I was like that is heart-wrenching and crushing all at the same time mm-hmm. agreed I'm just like why like and that he was like bragging about not bragging but how he's like yeah but I made sure to like not pay for her sandwich and then it broke his heart where he's like he, she didn't even get a drink because she couldn't afford a drink yeah and it's like that is a really good example of character development like happening right before your eyes as they're like mm-hmm. realizing the mistakes they're making in front of you and it's like well that was that was hard I'm, I I'm know sad. I don't know why she kept offering the sandwiches though when and I was like let it go girl and then she was like there's even a place I like. I like why are you here then like, what are you doing Iris we have so many questions suddenly <laughs> I'm just very, I'm very curious about the logistics here. Like, I would love to know. Why, why didn't you bring stamps, you irresponsible twit? <laughs> They're so cute. But great so- like, oh man, if I was 20 trying to make in the corporate world and trying to like make a fr- bow into a friend or however yeah. she's it, like, I probably would be doing the same thing. Like, I can live outside my means for a day because absolutely like me. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish we got more of his grandmother. Like, I think she's so funny. And I, I almost hate that he found out the whole origin story like long before her and then that she didn't get it until way later. And it's like not as in-depth explained as like he got, like he knows, she knew that it was a magic 
typewriter and then it belonged to someone but she hasn't really figured out that it was like his grandma until like way later on and she's also finding out that it's also him like at the same time that'd be so hard to come to terms with too like yeah it's like are we like brother cousins like what's going on here sister wives like what are we related i don't know like that was my it's more about why our grandmas were bfs (laughs) yeah i'd love to know i'm a little bit concerned this feels like a setup Show me your family tree and I'll show you mine. <laughs> that's how I feel. Like, that's literally how I felt. I was like, mm, is this going to turn into like a city of bones situation? Because I actually can't handle that emotionally. <laughs> it better not be. I swear to God. <laughs> I won't do it. I'll stop right now. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think that's where it's going, but I just kind of felt that way. And like, I almost wish we got more of his his grandmother. And like, she was funny. Yeah, she's so funny. And it's sad that his grandpa's like dead and he's just finding all these letters. Like, that part was really just like tragic I think in a very sad way that he's living in this big giant gothic mansion full of like one person that cares about him and these other people who are just so mean to him and then he's finding like letters and mythology from his dead relatives and I was like agreed like I do like that as grandma I feel like she's so sweet and caring but she's also like ragging on him like you have a weird chin yeah (laughs) cut your hair I was like okay we love a little millennial trauma <laughs> like but then she's like do you need tea and like yeah. let's sit and talk when you need to <laughs> like boners damn it I'm just <laughs> okay grandma <laughs> I really didn't come here for you to give me advice about plastic surgery because I cannot fix my own chin <laughs> like I, I can't do this she's like you have but... your father's eyes I'm like I'll be sure to get new ones <laughs> And I love that his grandma knows that he was in love with like a lower class girl too. Mm-hmm. She was like, yeah. And I like that she, that we got that dynamic and he got that because I think that was the final push for him to realize like what's more important in life. Mm-hmm. And I almost wish he got it a little bit earlier, but I think it was such good timing that it was like, you know, at night and they're just having conversation alone. And like, I think that was really well done and it's cute. Yeah. And like you want the best for him. And then he literally comes strolling along in the middle of a siren which also what an idiot like i even if you don't know what the siren is nobody ever hears like a tornado siren and goes this is fine everything is fine everything's good and i just like picturing it i want to see like a movie adaptation of that scene yes he's running at her like iris and she's like roman get get down (laughs) literally so mad at him and just two very different like he's over there being delulu like oh she's so excited to see me yes bring the siren he's like what's that noise it's so strange you guys have weird music in this town like literally so dumb but i think that one was really well done like it was very cinematic i could see it in my head as like a play-by-play of them like falling into the grass and her like breathing his air and touching his face and the creepy dragon yeah i also loved how afterwards he was like well thanks for caring to go get me she's like they would have bombed the town (laughs) Like, I'm not that- here for you. <laughs> I was like, okay, Iris. Like, and then they walk in and they're like, "Do you know each other?" No, they hate him. It's like, okay. Like, he's like, I know, I know everything about her. <laughs> like, he's like, "No, we're best friends." She's like, "I met him once." <laughs> like, wow, that was a lot. It. Worst interaction in my life. Yeah, literally. And then her first response to that is like, oh, he's just come to show me up. I'm like, you need to do a little self-reflection and perhaps just open your eyes a little bit, girl. (laughs) He's over here just like constantly excited. (laughs) Yeah. And his response in the letter that she doesn't know is him is like, who is this guy? I'll punch him in the face. It's like him. (laughs) I thought that was so funny. I laughed. 
I feel like reading back through the second time too, like everything that <laughs> has like, oh, like she brushes chest and he hissed. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, I think it was like a like yeah. more excited thing, but she was like, oh, like I burned him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> your thoughts are really dark, my guy. Really dark. <laughs> me when I was dating though too yeah you're like um he touched me and then looked really upset and I'm pretty sure he hates my guts and I'm gonna go die now that's how we all actually think like Rebecca wrote just all of us into a book character yeah these are all of our own internal thoughts we all think that everyone is out to get us that we are never good enough that we are not doing what we should be doing and that we are not helping enough people all continuously yeah because she oh man sweet iris yeah it really cuts you in the feels I know and I feel like Roman will really be good for her to work through those together yeah and get his memories back (laughs) so okay the part where they the captain comes forward and says like I have one spot to go to the front line what was your what were your kind of thoughts there were you I was thinking that like Iris was gonna end up being the one that was gonna go like I was like oh here's her moment but I kind Mm -hmm. of liked that it was Addie first and then she comes back and doesn't talk about it which yes Tell us your thoughts on that. Except I I think Addie is just a giant red flag. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she's like her brother. Like maybe she was touched by the, <laughs> maybe she was touched by like, the God. It's all just so suspicious to me suddenly. Like everything about Addie just started adding up very suspicious to me. Like how she really, really wanted to be the first one to go. And her only advice to her coming back, oh, was I hope it doesn't rain Maybe she meant bombs. I don't know what she meant. When well, she no, she's it. saying in the trenches that it was like really muddy if it rained. Oh, okay. I was like, she said like, don't let it rain. But yeah, I don't know. Addie like reading back through it. I don't know about Addie. And that like they learn how to drive those things and she just does it so smoothly. Like she doesn't need any training. Yeah. And she's like trying to plant thoughts about Marisol too. And I was just like, ah, Addie. You double H it? I don't know. I don't know why I'm finding her so suspicious. That's very fair. But I'm like, something, I'm going to find all of my highlights down the road where you're going to be like, dang, that makes sense. Addie is the most suspicious person. Maybe not. Top five, for sure. There's only five characters, but. (laughs) Like, (laughs) not very many. Zeb's probably actually the most suspicious somehow. Yeah, that's actually so fair. (laughs) Well, okay. Well, I guess we can. Yeah, because I'm going to forget about it if we don't talk about it now. So uh, that part I thought was really, like, strange. And I'm interested to see in the next one what happens about them having this continuous conversation about the news outlets, like, suppressing this information and, like, not talking about it. And he's like, what do you mean? You know, why do you think that they're, that the, you know, mayor has paid them off? And I thought that was wild. Like, that is so Mm -hmm. interesting to me that they think that. Right? I feel like all these people kept dropping, like, snippets of things like that around, too. And yeah. It is weird how Zeb is very, like, anti all of it and only putting out, like, 100% one side of the story. And it's not even, like, and he's not even putting out, like, anything real about the story either. Like, that article was the first one he's ever had. And it's, Mm -hmm. like, what, I wonder, are you, like, a sympathizer or are you, like, against the war? Is, like, they were saying, is the mayor paying you off? Like, I'm very Mm -hmm. curious to see where that dynamic goes because his dad mentions it too. And then that other guy, the munitions guy says it. And I'm like, this is so interesting. Well, she had mentioned at one point, like the only, it was like a one line thing that the only things that Zeb would put out was like, don't answer the call of Enva, you know, and stuff like that. It's like, what? Why? I did find the other part. 
that I thought was suspicious of Addie. Am I allowed to do that? Can I circle back to that? Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. When she, when like he sees her and you're like, oh, Thea Atwood, like I'm so excited to meet you. And then shows her her article and she immediately is like, I have to go write a letter and like storms away super fast. You but we thought, don't. You thought that was sus? I thought that was so sus. And then, but because we only hear from Iris's perspective, she's like, she probably wants to write a letter to her professor and show him that she became an all like a writer. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But you're maybe, yeah, I mean, that I could be like, sus. That's what I, I, I'm like, Iris, I'm like such an idiot. I'm like, that's probably what she's doing. <laughs> she's so funny. Like, at this point, I don't trust anything that Iris thinks of any other character. <laughs> that stupid little girl. Just kidding. <laughs> JK, like, JK, she's doing her best. That's, yeah. I mean, I could definitely see her being a bad character. Like, I could see her being like her brother, where she was like touched by that is so weird to me, but she's like touched mm-hmm. by the other god and is like unaware that she's doing these things and or like is just working as like a double agent. And they said that like you're neutral, but the other side might kill you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have to like write those things. And I thought that was so sus. It's like, I don't know. It's weird that you come in and you're, you, you like build the society and they're like, well, we're not fighting for one particular God. We're like kind of in the middle and you can only like report on that, but you're actually just following the infantry for, you know, the goddesses side and not the God. And that part is like, are we going to get more of that? Because obviously that's how it ends. Right. We're just, Oh man. I'm so curious what's going to happen in the second one. I'm so happy it's coming out four months early. Me too. Oh, we deserve it now, though. When does it come out? What's the date? Like December or something. <laughs> I'm just happy it's not April anymore. That's really all I cared about. I couldn't do like, a whole nother year. I couldn't do another year at that point. I'm just like, but I, I don't know. I also want to know more about like how they were saying like the sky words versus whatever. Deka and Inva, how they had like the different last names even. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they were talking about the five gods and how and it's like, where are the other three then if they're still alive? Yeah. Where are these other three? And why aren't they like defending anyone or coming to anybody's aid? Right. And they talked about some that were slain, some weren't. They talked about like beef with Inva and a different god, but that's all we know about that god <laughs> it was mentioned once. So you're like, this is suspicious. I don't even see the problem. Everyone's suspicious but Iris right now. <laughs> Yeah, totally you read too many thrillers. <laughs> I, I need to stop. Maybe Iris is actually the suspicious one. <laughs> yeah, like turns out she's actually writing for she's actually like working for the bad guys, whoever she's they are. <laughs> twist. Oh my god, that would actually be so funny. Plot, Plot twist. twist. <laughs> oh man. No, and I, I really thought it was like just very, I don't know, evasive and it it's like foreshadowing, clearly is what it is, but I'm very interested to know what that foreshadowing is. And I usually hate when you don't find that out in a book. And I was like, kind of okay with it in this one, because I was like, Mm -hmm. that means we get more, like, obviously there's going to be more of the story in the next one. And it's not just going to be about them and their like, you know, budding romance, which I think she did such a good job of like taking the time to develop them as characters, give them jobs, give them lives, and then like turn into something. And, And that is just very, very hard to do. And she did it so well. Such a good job. Did you know this was a standalone going into it? Or were you like me? Or not a standalone? Did you know it was a series going into it? Or did you think? I knew because I, I looked on Instagram. Oh, I thought it was a standalone. I got to the end. I was like, wait, what? You're like, ooh, this is a... 
That's a mighty big cliffhanger for a standalone. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just make up the ending. Ooh. I guess this is what will happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fair. Like she does have a few standalones. Like it's, it wouldn't be out of the norm for her mm-hmm. to just make that like one book. And I'm just like, oh, your uh, fear is valid. <laughs> Great ending. Confusing. but Okay. <laughs> really bold choice to go that way. I support you, but I'm scared. <laughs> I do that with so many books, like all those villains, all of them. I'm like, what a weird way to end that book. Like, I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. <laughs> Jordan, just Google it before you read it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely look into it before you get there. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't quite go through that journey, but I think I would have been really stressed. I didn't realize it was coming out so soon until I got to the very end. And then I was like, oh, when does this next one come out? And I was like, oh my God, thank God. Like five mm-hmm. months from now. So that'll be really nice pre-writing that what were your thoughts on the part when when the captain comes back and said i do have another seat la 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 and we get a real love hypothesis moment where she has to sit on his lap for three and a half hours i loved that i like don't think i loved it as much as the like three thousand other people who highlighted that part (laughs) (laughs) we know an adam and olive girlies when we see them (laughs) i saw that one like the only thing was like like there's so many other parts that you could have highlighted everyone's like and then she had to sit on his lap. I'm like, you know what? You're right. We're highlighting that too. Me like, too. Honestly, but, sure. And I loved how he was trying to flirt with her from behind to get her to turn around to him. And she just wasn't going to let it happen. <laughs> but then at the same time, her internal monologue is like, he's saving my life. Ooh. Like, oh, he feels so nice and warm against my back. Yeah. He's keeping Hate me him. from hitting my head. Oh, like, so cute. Were you loving that too? Yeah, I really, I actually did really like that because I do find the, the love hypothesis one to be very uncomfortable. But so I did want to la- like a sit in the lap moment and mm-hmm. I thought it was really cute. And it's just like, it's that slow burn that you know isn't going to turn into anything because they're obviously in public and they haven't gotten over their like anger towards each other. But it's like oof, the tension. Like This is so nice. I also like how it came about in not like a creepy way on his end. Yeah. Either, where he was like, I'll just ride on the back. Like. I'll ride on the hood if I have to. I don't care. I'm yeah, I'll just stand here and hold on to the mirror. And she's like, get inside, you fucking psycho. Like, I'll just get inside the car together. But I'll just sit on your lap. It'll be so fine, right? right? Like, first of all, I'm pretty sure all three of you could have squeezed, but that's just me. <laughs> Is there not center consoles in these cars? In this yeah, like, you're literally just going to hold on to the mirror and, like, you're the, the running boards for three hours. There's nowhere else to do this. Back, like, perhaps? Like, I'll sit on a crate. I know. No, won't be doing any of that. <laughs> I did think that was, I was like, oh. Like, he was really just going to throw himself down. Like, we have to ride together. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to protect you. And then they get there. They meet this company. And then we get a guy that, like, flirts with Iris. We love to see it. Hey. Mm-hmm. And they lead them out to the trenches, which that part was so dramatic. Were you expecting that at all? <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. That was- and part of me had to reread that like four times too, just because I was like, well, I'm so bad at picturing those scenes though. Yeah. Like, this is a lot all at once. And then that they had to go write about it after. Terrible. And she was like, I wanted to hear the story about how you guys got like your name as like the Sycamore Company and stuff like that. And then she's oh. like laying next to his literal dead body. And I was like, trauma with a capital T. I know when they're like, we all just carved our names it was so sad well and then you know they're like running through and you're in like you said it's a very chaotic scene it's very stressful they're sort Mm -hmm. of running through this thing trying to get out and it's like 
they're just watching all these people fall around them and your moral compass kind of starts spinning. And you're like, what are the choices that you make here? Like, do you do the right thing? But you also have no weapons, no training, no nothing. Yeah. Or do you get out? And, you know, it's that kind of like halfway in between that causes them, you know, to get hurt or whatever. I actually thought he might die. I thought that would be, I was like, well, well this, is, this could be a standalone. I don't know. Maybe he dies and she ends up with the other guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is all it. Turns out she was supposed to just be alone her entire That's mom. right. <laughs> She's the spinster <laughs> and she just starts a coven with Marisol and Addie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great, honestly. <laughs> I don't know what the story is because I think, Honestly, I think she could have done it because she was looking for her brother. And if she had just ended up with her brother and all that stuff, like there is also there could have been a storyline that you killed off the main love interest. It would have been really wild. But yeah. I think there was a moment that I really thought I was like, well, he's dead. So that's that's mm-hmm. a huge bummer. I, I really liked the guy. But oh, my gosh. And then she like went back and saw his typewriter being. Yeah, he was car- uh, Carver. Oh, that would have been such a crazy also, I was very stressed for the typewriters at certain points. I don't know if you were at all, if there was ever a moment where you were like, what about the typewriters? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what if they I'm... get broken? Like, are we not thinking about this? There's only three of them. Literally. She like, when the when the um wolf, like the hellhounds came the first day, she was like, oh, I should get my typewriter, but I'm leaving it here. And then just literally walks away. And I was like, don't write that. Don't write that line. <laughs> that, I'm stressed out. I'm like, literally don't care about these three girls. I literally care about the typewriter. <laughs> Honestly, you guys can die. Save the typewriter. <laughs> I, I thought we were going to come back. It was going to be smashed. I thought that was going to be the end of this. Like, I, I was so worried. And then when they, you know, this is way at the very end, but she's like, they're typing on the table together. And then the big siren goes up. I'm like, what about the, what about the typewriters? What about Wait, the typewriters? Gonna leave them there? They I did. They just these left typewriters them. way too. Cause I feel like they're running with them sometimes. I'm like, what did you, is it like, I'm assuming that the briefcase is like attached to it. Like it, okay. the bottom is a briefcase. Sense. That was my thought, where it was like a grab-and-go situation. Like, giant, like, bulky ones. It's like an accordion, like, I don't know. That was, my thought was it was like sort of a, like a, like a folding fan. <laughs> I like how we're all thinking about these. I want more people to tell us what they think about typewriter, because I'm like, we're picturing it very, you're picturing it much better than I was. Yeah, I'm just thinking like a record player. That was my thought. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of already in there, but I guess it, you're right, it would be really bulky. But it's not but like that. In my head, she had like this giant suitcase thing, like a sewing yeah. equipment briefcase. <laughs> She's okay. right. Fair enough. I was thinking like a little, like a teeny tiny, like a record, like a, a recording device, like a record player. That's my thought. Iris is swollen my head, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I can jog you to catch the bus. With this. It's like a Harry Potter trunk. That is too big. Uh, <laughs> no wonder you couldn't get through the platform. I was so deep. <laughs> it was very off the rails. Yeah, I was very concerned with the typewriters when they got to the front. I thought it was going to die. I genuinely did. I had like a minute there and her ride back was like horrific. Obviously, there's a lot of trauma there. Then she figures out it's him. And I just thought that part was like, it was so sad and ominous where he's like, don't forget my backpack. And then she's like, I lost my necklace, but I gained his bag. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to go terribly. Something's like, going to happen. This is so... Mm. I love when she confronts him in the hospital though. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, when they kiss there, and I feel like my partner was even asking me what I was smiling at. What? I- and you were like nothing, <laughs> nothing. And he's like, "Who's texting you?" Literally, no one is my audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, no one. It's her name's Rebecca, and I love her. 
<laughs> they kissed um, for the first time. Like, he said that his name was C. He tried hinting at her. He literally told her who he was. And then he figured who she, and then, and like, when he says that, he's like, I knew who you were beforehand, just like by the way you act and the way that you were writing your letters and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, that is so, it's just like the ultimate, like he falls first. And when she finally figures it out, I like that she wasn't, there wasn't like a third act breakup. And I like that she didn't get angry. You know what I mean? That she was like, this makes sense. Like it just made sense. And it did make sense. And it made sense to all of us. And I love that. And I'm going to say sense one more time just for fun. (laughs) And sense and take a shot every time. (laughs) I don't know love that she like really really wanted to be angry too but she was like mm-hmm. so excited that it was both guys that she's been falling for this entire yeah. time and oh man really a Hannah Montana best of both worlds that's right <laughs> that is a real Hannah Montana situation classic Hannah Montana coming into the classic oh god just slap a wig on that guy we'll be all right no one's gonna know how are they gonna know (laughs) she's like thank god it was the hot guy from work the entire time yeah darn oh shucks oh i love that their marriage thing was so cute and i loved that that was like kind of how she set it up where she was like if i had been at home this would have been preposterous but like life is too short and it's like you do really realize that and i like that she upped the like the ante with having them on the front lines and like them going through all of this and stuff like that and it's like it just kind of it's nostalgic in the way of like saving private ryan and like band of brothers and like all of those sorts of like war movies that you like and you Mm want to follow and you're like this really like humanizes the whole character, like caricature and the way that they developed. And I just really liked that. I agree. And I feel like they both hadn't, I don't know. Part of my head was like, oh, maybe this is Rush. I'd like Jordan. He literally just basically told his family, his career, everything to screw off for this. Yeah. <laughs> he has nothing not left. Rush. They're 20, age of consent. We're good. <laughs> it's fine. We're in we're in fantasy land. It doesn't what am I, a child bride? <laughs> like <laughs> I also like that she's like a little bit older than him, not by much, it's like a year, but yeah, I don't know why <laughs> she's lived a life. It never she happens in more. fantasy books, so it never had that's so true. And they are like they're like vaguely the same age, too, which I really liked. And it wasn't like they have special magic powers, and there's these things like mm-hmm. one differentiating the other. And like I said before, I really liked that they both had careers and they were they knew the same thing and it's I love that dynamic of people having the same career and like understanding each other and like understanding what they're going through yeah and being separate enough that like they can stand on their own as like characters and they know like what they want in life and it's like I love that when they're not here to just like give it all up for someone else it was it was so good she's like let's go sit at the table and type together and it's like oh my god we love a career we love a career couple we love them (laughs) Like, I want to go to the coffee shop with my partner, but we can't. Very different careers. Yeah. So, like, what are you writing about, honey? Oh, no, nothing. Okay, great. Awesome. Super. I'm so happy for you. Like, perfect. Fantastic. I'll just be over here crying in the club. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. So, the part where they mention um, there's, like, muddy footprints and they're missing some of their packs and all of that. I hate the impending. This part actually didn't bother me a little bit. That, like, impending doom where you're like, nobody's going to check the closet you know like no nobody's it's like that um progressive commercial where they're like in a scary movie and they're like oh why don't we hide behind the chainsaws oh why don't we go to the graveyard and then she's like why don't we go to the running car the running car's right there and they're like no we need to go into this spooky shed yeah like that's literally how i felt you're like you guys are just gonna ignore this everything's fine especially because she didn't tell anyone until after they're like oh everything's missing she's like oh yeah well i did see <laughs> like, 
weird. And then he was like, I'm missing a jumpsuit. And they're like, oh, that's strange. Maybe we left it on the clothes dryer and it flew away. Like, maybe have you checked over there yet? So weird. Yeah, that's super strange. They were like, oh my God, two packages are gone. Like, I just, that's weird. Super weird. I was like, what is this? Like, that part really bothered me. And then, and then like weird shit kept happening. And they were like, oh, it's it's so weird. Super weird. It's like, I feel like people are watching us. It's okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> like literally, I was like, "Why don't you get in the running car?" I, everything's fine. Every yeah, and that was that part was a little creepy. Where he was like, "I was watching you like make out with your husband." I know he was like in the yeah, garden. I saw you guys in the garden. I, he must mean a lot to you. Like <laughs> I was like, I I thought you meant the wedding scene, and then she was like, "I felt like someone was watching me," and I was like, "That was not the wedding scene." Nope, you were it's just sitting on his lap making it. Forrest, kind of weird are you? Yeah. <laughs> Forrest, she was straddling him in a garden in private. That's, you know, that's not, <laughs> that felt like a, that felt like a very intimate moment. <laughs> Have you talked to Marisol about boundaries? She'll teach yeah. you. Like <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah. So that sense of impending doom was a little much for me. I was kind of, anno- I was a little bit annoyed by the characters in that part. And at the same time, when Forrest showed up, I still gasped out loud. Like I was shocked to death. I was like, <gasps> No, mm-hmm. it's him. Oh her arm and was like, "Come with me." I was like, "No." Like I, I don't know who I even thought it was in I my didn't. head. Like, Forrest is out of the picture. But I, like when they talked about the jumpsuit being missing and all that stuff, I was like, oh, "I wonder who it could be." That's that's strange. And then <laughs> when he like grabbed around, I was like, "Oh my god, how did I not think of this beforehand?" I also love how like naive Iris was. She was like, "His voice sounds so weird in that." Oh, must be the mask. Ooh. <laughs> he's taller. He's not limping. He's running. He's still ru- he's running again. This is strange. He's forcefully grabbing me. That's odd. Ooh, I, maybe I should. Oh, this is a red flag. I'm gonna keep going. And it's like <laughs> reevaluate everything that's been happening up to this point. Did you put your head? Are you like all right? I don't know. It's just it was a bit much for me. Right. I love how she's just like, oh man, and like the dooming everything. She's like, just trust the process. <laughs> like must be it's the only person here who knows my name out here that would be in a gas mask which fair very very fair not true oh. though there's like six other people here so like i want to know and in my head the whole entire time instead of even focusing on that i'm like where is Addie taking marisol <laughs> in the back of my head i said the same thing i was like wow they just left her that's so rude i wonder if they made it out alive <laughs> So I was actually thinking the same thing. That part is, I don't know. It was like really sad and crazy. Did you think anything of the house like not falling? Did you have like an inkling in the back of your head about anything? Or were you like, this is suspicious? The second read around I did where like she, especially because Iris, again, like she's just this naive where she's saying what she's noticing and she's realizing like, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> By thought. <laughs> yeah, literally like in one ear, right out the other. And she's like, huh. There's like, weird lines of structures that are still up well we'll deal with that later Iris. okay okay let me figure that out <laughs> maybe you like look into that i thought it was cool that the bnb is like on a ley line or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and you do i think in the reread i was like as i was going through later on and marisol was like this house won't fall i was like but won't it like seems pretty sketch so, like, and it didn't obviously so I thought yeah. that was kind of cool and, and it's like there is so much magic in these places and you're like this is just one more element I think that we kind of forgot and it makes her to me like the fairy in the woods that's like protecting everyone and it's just like I love her character so much I'm like where oh. did Addie take her that bitch <laughs> I like 
that Rebecca kept all of it in mind while writing it too. Yes. Look, like we forgot about it, but she's over here like, oh, I mentioned this before, remember? <laughs> yeah, and it didn't feel forced either. It wasn't like, oh, you forgot about this. Let me mention it. It was just like, oh, I turned her on and there's like seven, but like again, it just the one thought in right right out the air. Yeah. <laughs> we are iris. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, don't what you do. That is so interesting. Oh God, that's way interesting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and and it's crazy. And like, you know, she when she finds out about her brother potentially being on the front lines and that communication, like that correspondence, I think was done so perfectly of her mm-hmm. like contacting these people. We're not getting like who Forrest is, where he's at and all that kind of stuff. But I definitely was shocked by his storyline based on the way that all of this was written because I was like, who's covering for him? Mm-hmm. If his people said that he got out and is in like a different, um, like, you know, in a different, what is the word I'm looking for? Platoon or what have you? Yeah. Like, if he's there, who's covering for him? Is that, like, the god writing these letters to her, then? Or, like, one of his minions? Is that, like, someone just not wanting to tell her he, they would presume he's dead? Like, is that someone not wanting to tell her she's dead? Or what? So that was kind of my thought. I was like, who is writing these letters that's telling her her brother is in a different platoon somewhere else? Because he was at the front line, so they weren't wrong. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make a lot of sense. That's so crazy. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I was, I just thought about it at like the very end. I was like, but then who like made that decision to say, oh, he's in the second regiment or whatever now mm-hmm. or whatever. If he's been like fighting for the other side for months now. Yeah. Like don't ask questions. It's fine. He's just over there vibing, like just hanging out. Yeah. Also, I'm kind of curious and I don't know if she's going to explain this better because I think she might've explained it. Well, was he like under a spell? Was he like aware of what he was doing? And then when he saw the locket, he was like, I have to be better. Like what kind of situation is this? I think that it was kind of more of like a life debt to Deka, you know? Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of curious as like how that setup works or or what that looks like. And I think we will see more of it because like now, you know, Roman lives down there. So did it take him a long time to figure out who he was? Did he lose his memories? Is it like only when you go in the underworld, do you lose your memories? Sorry. That's actually a spoiler that's for like- the next one. <laughs> next book but on the, on the plus side, it's public knowledge yeah it's <laughs> on the blurb i will put that in the beginning spoilers um, but they say he yeah. loses it and it's like is it you going like you know to the underworld is that where you lose it and then or do you lose it as soon as you like make the life debt and it took him that long to like figure it out you know what i mean oh my gosh that's so true because he was I like know. once i found the locket i was like steadfast in finding you and i'm like is that was that like a trigger that you were like oh i have a oh. sister out there now i need to find her you know what i mean that's such a good thought. I don't know. That's my, that's my theory. I'm like, excited. It takes you a while to like figure out who you are mm-hmm. and you're in like a haze almost. You know what I mean? I also love that Deka has like a, like a life countdown for each of these people. Yeah. To he it's has a wild. minute, 34 seconds or whatever to live. I'm like, damn. Oh, <laughs> I'm so intrigued to see how, well, like what's going to go down. She's laid yeah. out such a cool world. I know. And I really, I liked the ending. It's it's like very tragic. And I think she did a great job of writing that tragedy of him. If she's like, he's 15 meters away, he's five meters away. And it's giving the Poppy Wars in like the worst way. Have you read the Poppy Wars? Mm-hmm. Just the first one though. But like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's giving that. <laughs> I was like, like, I have some real life drama like, floating around in there. Like, I was like, I'm triggered at this moment in time. <laughs> Dude yeah it was just like broke my heart reading it where and she just kept thinking back and she's like he was right there like right yeah. there and i hate that her brother's like we couldn't have saved him blah 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 and it's like it, it is true it's right he couldn't yeah. have he was gonna die and it's not like they could have saved him that way but 
man, that I that hurts like a lot. Like if they had just like, I don't know what they could have. There's nothing they could have done. But yeah, real yeah. live emotional trauma. And he's like has a pinky ring, so he's gonna be like, the fuck is this? Like when he wakes up, you're like, Ooh, what do I, I have a pinky ring for? <laughs> What kind of boy band man do I think I am? Yeah. <laughs> Who am I, a pirate? What's going on here? <laughs> I just oh, thought about that. Was like the only thought in my head. I was like, man, I read the blurb for the next one, and I was like, he's gonna wake up and be like, what? I have a pinky ring. Like, I have a lot of questions about this thing. <laughs> <laughs> At least if you had a wedding ring, maybe you'd be like, oh, I'm married. That's weird. I should look into this. But a pinky ring, I'd be like, well, that's strange. <laughs> Very odd decoration I put on myself. Yeah. Who was I back then? When? Yeah, I, I don't know. So I thought the end was kind of weird, like her brother and that whole situation. I didn't foresee them going back home. Did you? Yeah, I was a soldier for the other guy. I was mm-hmm. like, that is not enough of an explanation, Fen- friend. No, at all. It was such like a quick thing, too. It was it was enough for us because obviously we get the next chapter, which talks about, you know, the God coming to get um, Roman and like saving his life and all that. But like for Iris, I was like, that is not fair for her to like go back to this home that was like full of sadness and grief and all these things. And then for her to literally say like, the only thing I would think about is like that I have this ring on my hand. And that's the only thing that makes this feel like it's not fake. Like why it wasn't just a dream or what have you. And that's like the end. That's her whole explanation is for is just like, yeah, uh, he healed me and I uh, fought for him. And then I saw your locket and now I'm here. Cool. <laughs> like, that's all you need to know, Iris. <laughs> like, I don't think so. I don't think so. Do you have any fresh pastries in the house? Yeah, he's like, I'm a little hungry. Can I sleep on mom's dead, our dead mother's bed? Like, <laughs> what is just... happening? So much. Oh my God. I have questions. I know. And I felt bad that she was like, this isn't the brother that like left me at all. Like she doesn't yeah. anymore. And she's just like, I don't know. I, I felt really bad for her ending because it felt very brief and like she did not get the explanation that I think she deserved and obviously yeah. we get it and that's the point of like a cliffhanger or what have you but it's giving the fourth wing and I'm not happy <laughs> like fourth wing really just I feel like that's one where I was like wait what that's where we're gonna end it okay yeah I haven't seen a big I, I don't know maybe it's because I like set myself up that way like I read part of that oh I think it's because I read like I read standalones or I read a lot of series that are like already out like it's been a while since I've I've gone through a series but it's like I don't feel like I've had a big cliffhanger in a while and this was a big cliffhanger it was such a big one and I was like basically messaging people I was like um I know I just recommend you divine rivals when I was halfway through it heads up not a standalone <laughs> like <Heads> up. <laughs> you're gonna be left aghast at the end yeah that's a <laughs> luck but it's a really great excuse to reread it when it comes out again because it's it's very easy I think to reread but yeah I, I was uh, I was shocked by the ending to say the least it was so good I feel like I just want to read more of hers I like how she mirrors things throughout her writing too mm-hmm. and she keeps repeating things like how he kept saying impossible to her about getting tired of her stories or anything I'm like yeah. And then he asked her, like, what is the synonym for this word? Well, it was divine, right? Like, that was what was the sentiment. And and then she's like, I thought you were writing an article. And it turns out you're writing about um, how, like, she always had shoes. Like, she was wearing her mom's shoes to work that didn't fit her. Yeah. And then talking about grief. And she's like, it's like wearing shoes that are too small for you. I was like, Rebecca, look at you. You have to stop it. <laughs> I got, I need you to quit doing this right now. Yeah. Like, oh, I forgot at the very beginning. You know, she goes home at the end. I think I forgot about the letter that she leaves, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I kind of had this feeling like what's in it. She's clearly not going to read it. I was okay with her not reading. It. I think Rebecca wrote that well enough that I was like, I'm fine with her. Cause obviously we're going to figure it out at some point what it says. 
Yeah. And then we get back at the very end and I'm like, man, it's one of those things that's like, it's crazy when, a, when an author or a movie or a book or whatever, like can take you back and say like, what would have happened had this happened? You know oh, what I mean? And you really oh. like, you can see the whole thing playing out in your head. Like I could have seen exactly how that would have gone and like how much that would have changed. And it's like, I, I that was just so cool to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they would have had, they probably still would have had a love story, but it wouldn't have been that impactful and that like wonderful. Yeah. And, oh, I don't know what she, she would just like run over there and be like, see kit i feel like she would yeah she probably would have done that and then what i feel like what would have happened is she wouldn't have talked to him for a really long time like she probably would have gone off and been a war correspondent and like continued writing and just not sending the letters and it would have taken like months of him just sending her stuff Mm -hmm. for her to finally like break down and read it and him to send like that monologue of like i love you so much and all that by the way it was just beautiful so beautiful So I think it would have taken a lot of that. And then him finally realizing, like, I think it would have been months and she probably would have gone to the trenches by herself and maybe died or like she would have gotten hurt instead of him. And then, then she would have realized like maybe life is worth like more than that. I think that's how that would have gone. That's also a good way. I really like the way. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, she kind of set that up that way. Like, I think, I don't think that's like too far fetched for her to think that like theirs would have just been a really long, like enemies to friends to lovers situation instead of this like slow burn like yeah. rivals thing yeah i don't know I, I was like i just like loved that he was like it's me it's me it's like, me it's roman it's roman kit i'm right here like oh their banter was so good too so and good how he kept playing with her or she was like roman cantankerous kit and then later yeah. oh is it iris uh, like ethereal <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she was like i'm gonna put you out of your mis- misery right now it's elizabeth stop talking <laughs> i need you to stop acting like this right now okay <laughs> Only I'm allowed to say that inside of my head. I can't, I'm not saying it out loud, okay? <laughs> like, oh, they were so, so bad. Cool. Yeah, I love them. The, it was, it, yeah, it was, it was just like magical. I think when I describe it, I would say it's very romantic and like very magical. Like everything about it is like lyrical and you're just kind of like sucked into the story. I think, I don't know if I said this already or not, but it reminds me a lot of like The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue and like V.E. Schwab's writing where mm-hmm. it's that sort of like, you don't really care that not a lot's going on because you're so invested in like the characters. And I feel like it's very rare to get like a character driven story that will hook you in this, in this way. You know what I mean? Keep you in there. And it was especially odd that it felt very like whimsical, even though mm-hmm. I'm like it's technically high stakes right now. We're in the middle of a war. <laughs> but I'm feeling cozy. <laughs> yeah. Like there are typewriters. How could anything go wrong? You know, like, <laughs> No, I agree. It's very much like that. It was so confusing. <laughs> and it's that. cool to see it in a sense where it's like, I really like whatever that subgenre of fiction is, like Addie LaRue, where it's like, there is a fantasy element, but at the same time, they're in the real, like a real world and your yeah. characters aren't magical. And I think it's really hard to hold like real life people, characters, and hold like hold the story with them when they don't have something going for them. They're not like a an heir to a kingdom they don't have powers they're not going on a mission like all those sorts of things like these are just real regular people who live in this like dystopian world and i think that's where we get that love for like you know katniss everdeen and like the hunger games and you know we kind of get that vibe there and and like want to hang on to that nostalgia because it's like this girl is just like us yeah exactly instead of like it's something we could never actually be yeah like i'm not i'm never gonna be a like a 500 year old fae i'll tell you that right now super weird what <laughs> i haven't tried it yet you don't know couldn't be me 
It might be. I'm not going to be Evangeline, like living in the whimsical North. It's like so outlandish, right? Like that, that land oh. is like not, but it's, but these ones, like I could imagine that, you know, these are regular people just living in this world, you know? No, 100%. It's, so, it's just so good. So final thoughts. What was your kind of star rating? Oh, I gave it five, a hundred percent. Yeah. Did you? Or where were you oh, yeah, at? Infinite. I was like, is there a rating higher than five Goodreads? <laughs> I, love, I see people on TikTok who are like, I don't know how people rate this five. I'm like, oh, oh like no, but five stars i'm like well that is your opinion and your opinion is wrong how does it feel to be wrong how's it feel to be incorrect it was so good and i like rereading it that's the first book i've ever actually reread wow ever i've never reread a book wow that is astonishing i have reread the same book five times this year alone (laughs) (laughs) i have a problem <laughs> I now I feel like I want to, but rereading it was also heartbreaking. So bad. Yeah, and I I think this is it's like you always kind of ask that question like what's one book you wish you could read for the first time again? And I I feel like I have a harder time answering that than what book would I like to read again and again because mm-hmm. I feel like this one you learn more as you go and it's like oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I liked the the plot twists and the sh- like twists and turns, but it's like kind of knowing and leading up to that. I feel like would make it so much more magical and like romantical. And I, that's not a word, but you know what I mean. Romantical. I know romantical. there are so many things where I was like, maybe he is an ass. You like the first time I was reading it. And I'm yeah. Like, no, he's not. You're like, what a dick. Oh, maybe not. Am I wrong? Is this me? I also feel like I liked that she didn't lead us too much. Like I feel like some authors are like, oh, and he was like pompous or something like that. Yeah. And instead of describing characters, she literally described like the scent of what they had around them and things like that to lead you to who they are as a person. Yeah. And she was like, they were really put together and like, I don't take care of myself. And it's like, I, I almost, I almost wanted everyone. I want everyone to do this, like going forward. I want you to say like, he had a crisp, clean linen shirt on. And it didn't talk about like, you're like, exactly what you're saying. They didn't talk about their personality traits. It's talking about like who they were as a person and how they like presented themselves. And that was such a unique way of kind of going about all of these people, like, the assistant whose name escapes me that was like wanted to work in a museum or whatever. Oh, she kind of talked about her as being like, you know, very whimsical and like she, she's just like super upbeat and happy. And it didn't talk about like her appearance at all. It was like, she is just this person with like a great attitude all the time. And it's like so nice to me. And yeah, I just love like, that. Yeah. You can go to her for help. She's eating cheese and pickle sandwiches, which sounds gross and weird, but whatever. Like you do you. <laughs> you have at it, Sarah. <laughs> great like and she's offering half of her sandwich to who's ever in the office like, yeah like we love you no sarah wants it, sarah like, you're not be giving me a gross soggy sandwich but thank you so much sarah <laughs> no definitely five stars and i'm yeah so excited to keep reading the author i can't wait i think i'm gonna i'm like now i'm very inspired to finish the i don't know what it's called the river enchanted like duology or what have mm-hmm. you now i'm like i want to read all of hers i met her at a polycon she was like two people down from us and she was so nice. I don't know. I'm, I I really want to read her other ones because the River Endless series is also set in like, I think it's supposed to be like ancient or like dystopian Scotland yeah, style. So it's the same, that same very like nostalgic vibe. And I'm like, I wonder if all her other series are like that. I'm into it. A hundred percent. Very. I'm like, I, I need a little refresh. I'd love to be sitting on like a cozy island. No big deal. Um, um, a very like good bedtime writing style too. Yes. Yes. That's so true. I can like read this and weep in my own bed mm-hmm. in the middle of the night alone. <laughs> this will be perfect. <laughs> Everything's fine. I'm fine. Okay. I think that's about it, right? I feel like we covered yeah. everything. 
We did cool. something good. Maybe. Maybe we I did. mean, we'll see. It was, I feel like that was a long time. Well, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> I really appreciate you coming on. I had so much fun. Yes. Thanks for letting me. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you aren't following us, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And thank you guys again for all of your support. Have a great day.